problem. Help me out now. Help me. Help yes, what's going on, everybody? This is MF David Deary. I'm the host of this motherfucking podcast. What's cracking? MF Problems. Today's guest does not like to hesitate. He does not like to sit around while I blab for 15 minutes. In my own world, today's guest is a stand-up comedian. He raw dogs it. Sam Tripoli. Sam, I, am I no longer dude, executive you, producer? You fucking, you fucked it up, every you, you fucked it up, Sam. How did I fuck it up? I was just about to say your name, and you jumped in. Well, because you didn't list my credit, executive producer. I was gonna say afterwards. Okay. Because uh, you're mainly a stand-up comedian. How many? Hours. You're the first. Wow. Argument already. This you're is great. You're the first fucking this is podcast great. I produced. This is great. How's it going? Well, you know, it takes time. I'm okay. giving you a little leeway. I respect that. I'm, I'm giving just, you leeway. You're I'm like sorry. a. Sorry. I'm a little angry. No, you don't. I'm a little angry. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my man, Sam Tripoli, executive producer of this podcast. Thank you. Finally getting him on. I mean, to be honest with you, we did one before. Yeah. Just it wasn't, it wasn't up to par. Was yeah. it? Well, you weren't as good at interviewing as you are now. I'm much better now. Yes. You just weren't good. Quick question. You're good now. Quick question. Yes. How you doing, big dog? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm a little hot right now. I'm a little hot. You mean in the industry or? Uh, both. I'm hot, hot in the industry? I'm hot and I'm I'm hot. Yeah. I just got Heisman by Gary Busey. Ta- <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're angry. Yeah. Oh, you're hot-headed. I'm hot-headed. So we're 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 right here, right here. on a Friday night, 10 yeah. p.m. peak. We're yes. peak time at yes. the, at the world famous comedy store. Yes. And you know why it's called the world famous comedy store? Because the world knows about the comedy store. And the world's most famous people come here to hang out, perform, drink in that back VIP bar, and do podcasts. Yeah, I mean Gary Busey looks like someone carved a pumpkin wrong. That's his face. He just looks like a bat, a haunted jack-o'-lantern at all times. He looks like a melted scream mask. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what happened? He's up there. I didn't see him. Where is he? So I'm talking to these guys, and just right in front of me, like a ghost, just floats Gary Busey. And I'm like, hi, Gary Busey. Where? Back? back? No, just in the in the hallway. Just in the common man section? Yeah, and then these two guys are just staring at me, and I'm like, are we just going to pretend like Gary Busey didn't just walk by? They were like, yeah, well, that's what we do. We just pretend... Isn't that the rule of L.A.? Like, you have to act like you did not just see the famous person you've been dying yeah, to see Yeah, that's forever. pretty much the rule. Yeah, right? Like, when Chris Rock, when you, like, look up, when Chris Rock's just sitting next to you, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm, that's fine. That's life in L.A., I just right? I gotta act like I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, that's life. Chris Rock's standing next to me. Who cares? Right. I don't care. Right. Who cares? Who cares? It's hilarious because... Chris Rock could literally just give me $1,000 a week for the rest of his life and yeah. my life, and it wouldn't affect him at all, probably. I probably would. You think it would affect Some him? At some point, yeah. Oh, okay. no, he just got 20 mil from uh, okay, then Netflix. Let's, then forget Chris Rock. Let's. How about Joe Rogan? Would it affect Joe Rogan? Never. Because he's still pumping money out with his podcast. So Never. So that's pretty crazy. You know, you're standing next to him all the time. Or yeah. You're, or you're doing shows. You're I've doing known shows him with forever, him. though. And he could just Gary Busey's like I've just seen him in movies being a crazy person. Yeah, right. And it, wasn't he on the um that reality show as well? I'm sure he's been on everything. That dude. crazy reality show, Gary Busey. That um that Flavor Flav was on. He's been on a on a reality show with Flavor Flav. I, I think gotta that's admit pretty though, cool. I miss those shows. Yeah, me too. Like, what happened to the cool shows where they take all the horrible celebrities, <laughs> put them in a house, about. and see what happens? They overplayed it for a while. But remember, well, th- no problem was that they did. Uh, Sober celebrity or sober house or whatever it was, right? And everybody died, so they're like, "Whoa, whoa!" They did what? Yeah, like three people died off of like celebrity sober. No, there's too many houses. I don't know what's going on, but the one that my favorite reality show, garbage reality show of all time, was definitely Flavor of Love. With oh, Flavor I loved Flav. it. That was absolutely. And the, you know what's so funny is like Shaq married one of those chicks. He married hoops. Yeah, can you believe that? Not really. Like it's crazy. The weirdest thing is like how big he is and how tiny they, the well, women he like. That she's not that tiny, is she? She was kind of not. I mean, she wasn't huge, obviously. But. She's totally tiny. Is she? I mean, compared to Shaq, everyone's tiny. They had they had this basketball. But you know who's uh, makes Shaq look tiny? Yao Ming. You ever see those pictures of them next to each other? No. Oh. You're like little tiny Shaqy. No way. Yeah. I saw a bat like a like a um cement basketball with Shaq's handprint on it yeah and i put my hand inside of his hand and my basically my entire hand is the size of his palm right 
It's like how big is his cock? You know, that's the whole thing. Monstrous. I used to do a bit about that. Are you serious? And women would run up to me after go, it's not that big. I I fucked a girl in New York whose friend fucked Shaq. Her one of her good friends fucked Shaq. And I begged her. I begged the girl that I was sleeping with. I begged her to send her friend a picture of my dick and ask her where how Shaq's supposedly not that big. Dude. Like, imagine if my dick was as big as Shaq's. Yeah. That's an app. We gotta make that app. Someone's gotta someone that has someone has to fuck Shaq and then make a mold of his dick, like a like an amazingly accurate mold. And then we'll put it in While a, he sleeps? No, just just for just be like, uh, yeah, like I don't know. Somehow put the I, I can't I, I don't know where this is put, going. Put silicone this sounds like rape. Put silicone. No, no, you you're you're consensually having sex with Shaq, and then you put silicone mold in your mouth while you're blowing him, and then you make this accurate mold of his dick, and then you make a 3D render of it for a, for an app, and then what you can do is you can take a picture picture of your own dick, and then it'll give you the exact, you know, hey, you're three quarters of the way to Shaq, you know, give you the girth, the the length, the 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 so co- weird the color. Can't can't really be with it. Can't no, you can't that. be with it. You don't want to know I, exactly uh, if where this you is stand. Shark Tank. I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I can't invest. In your, <laughs> how big is your dick compared to Shaq? Yeah, I think that's great. No. Especially if it's, if he has a small dick, you would feel so. How long's your dick? You would. How long? Yeah. Probably like I think the I think it's more girth than long. Not I like have a, I, I have don't think a, it's more girth. I have a six inch dick. I don't think anyone cares about Five how big big our inch. dicks are. Tell you what. If you care about how, if you want to know how long my dick is, uh, send me a message on Twitter. I'm at MFDavidDeary on Twitter. How long is your and dick? And just be like, how long is your dick? I'm asking. I, I don't know. I'd have to measure it. It's probably like. You've it's, never it's, measured your dick. I, I swear to God, I've never measured my dick. How old are dick. you? I'm 45. <laughs> You're 45. You've never measured I your never dick? I never needed to measure my dick. By the way, this is a new joke I'm doing called, I just met a guy who's 45, never measured his dick. Yeah, I never measured my dick. I mean, I've never had a problem. No one's ever said. I mean, do women say that you're? Yeah, when they break up with you, they probably say your dick is small. They always say the same thing to no, me. No, girls. They always... say you're a fucking asshole. They never say your dick is small. So no, I'm pretty you know sure what they my do? dick's not girls small. Girls who fuck everybody when I won't fuck them anymore, like to go around and tell chicks that I I I don't have a big dick, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I've heard that actually. Yeah, I don't have a big dick. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I got a six inch dick. I got a five and a half, six inch dick. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't care because I don't like dicks, but I that's love not that a big my dick, dick that's is not a big out dick. there. It's that's just a, a story dick. of my life. I think everybody knows dick. about the size. Of, no, you don't even know how big your dick is. It's definitely bigger than six inches. You know, it's probably six point five. I have, I have, a, I have a five and a half, six inch dick. We're not going to sit here and talk about dick size all night, but I will say that it's, it's. I feel like my girth is is probably. I love what, that people it's fucking know my dick size, but just well, you my just life. mentioned it. Yeah. you just literally but announced I love it. That people know my dick size. It's just like when I come here, like how I'm dressed. I gotta go through the fashion critics. Everything. So your dick is five and a half, six inches. Yeah. Well, what, which is it? Five and a half or it's six? It's in that range. I I measured it from the base. It hit six. So if you push deep into the base, no, I don't push hard. I go straight to the base and straight up. to the base. Yeah, I don't fucking shove it in there. What's the point? There's no point in lying. There's no point. I, mean, I am who I am. I think there's a point in lying because you you could be like my dick's seven and a half, and then you get home and they're like, this is not seven and a half, no, and you're I like, lie hey, about we're that, dude. we're here but I now. I also know there's some bitches out there with car trunk pussies. Okay. They got hatchback snatch, dog. Hatchback snatch. Okay. Is that a song? Is no, that? A, I think that's a song. No, it's not. Hatchback snatch. I made that up. It's something I do to joke. I'm just tired of it. Don't be running your bits on my podcast, dog. We're gonna talk about real life. Now remember, we have a segment on this show. Do you remember the segment? No. It's called "Is You Dumb." Oh yeah, I hate this segment. You dumb. Yeah, you hate it because you failed. But you're lucky because uh, I didn't prepare any questions. Okay. But you're unlucky because I still have the recording from the first one. So we're going to, right now, we're going to cut to <laughs> the original recording of you doing Is You Dumb? <laughs> All right, here we go. Is here we go. You Dumb? dumb. Dun, 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 false. Bam, bam. All right. Here we go. Question one. True or false? Rain is actually made of water. It's precipitation, so I'm going to go true. 
That's right. That's true. All right, here we go. Next question. There's 10 zeros in the number 1 million. No, there are nine. So false. False. Crushing it so far. Uh-oh. 546 divided by zero is zero. True. These guys are genius. If you mix... Okay, now, this is... This is probably a pretty tough one. Cause Do you just it, crank up the difficulty right here? No, I, it's just a, tr a little bit tricky. I'm, I'm referring to light, not paint. Light. Okay, so this question is in reference to light. Light. Light, light beams. If you mix all the colors of the rainbow together, you get white. No, black or white is the absence of color. So one is all the I'm going to go with false. So you just said the absence of, of light, absence of color is black, right? Yeah. That's what you said. So if you mix all the colors. No, all the colors, the absence of any color would be white. And then, so I got wrong. You got it wrong. It's true. Ugh. All the colors of the rainbow make white. That's why when you shine light through a prism... It makes a rainbow. It, it divides them up and makes a rainbow. Okay, yeah, so now was, I can't get any wrong. That or else I look one. like a fucking asshole. You might be dumb. Okay, I'm not afraid to be dumb in your Here we go. world of test taking. Here we go. Is you dumb? If you're facing the right side of a room, and then you make a 90-degree turn right, then you make a 180-degree turn right, then you make a 90-degree turn left. You'll be facing the left side of the room. Do that one more time. If you're facing the right side of the room. Okay. And then you make a 90-degree turn right. Okay. And then you make a 180-degree turn right. Yes. Then you make a 90-degree turn left. You'll be facing the left side of the room. No. You'll, That's false. true. <laughs> That's true? That's true. Hold on. So if I'm <laughs> here, I go one, 90, now I'm facing left. No, right? 90. If I'm 90. looking right, 90 yep. degrees halfway. Nope, that's 180. No. A circle's 360. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought a circle was 180. <laughs> this, was a, this is a good segment. I like this segment. All right, it's, I'm not saying you're dumb. No, I am dumb because I, I, I made a mistake. All right, I accept it. You made a mistake. That's a I that's different than being I'm dumb. I mistake. I made dumb dumb. Do we just end it now and just say you're dumb? No. No. No, you want to keep, keep going. going. We'll keep Let's going. see how dumb you are. Okay. True or false? Male gorillas sleep in trees. False. Nice one. He's back on the grind, people. Christopher Columbus brought pasta back to Italy from Brazil. False. That's false. Do you know how many times that's false? Don't know. That's false twice. Because Columbus didn't bring pasta back. Supposedly, it and it's not from Brazil. It's from China. And it was, uh, fuck, it was that other guy. What's his yeah. name? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. See, here's the problem with these questions. You're like, these are dumb, dumb questions, okay? Not really. They're they're a bit, they're not really dumb, dumb questions. Okay, go on. Go they're on. not dumb, dumb questions. They're okay. kind of, I think I, I think I like to just like make people feel like they, they're dumb, but they're, they're Which actually. Which is always a great way to get people back on the podcast. Exactly. Keep going. Keep going. Exactly, it's great. Hailstones double in size as they fall to the ground. Yeah, why not? Hailstones. Hail? Hail? Hail. Yeah, iced, iced up rain. Yeah, why not? Because the weather gets warmer as you get to the earth. False. Okay. I would, I would think that they would fall and get, uh, get bigger as they condense more. But I don't care. Next one. So I'm full. Well, I got three wrong so far. I, I, I go on. <laughs> uh, this could be the end of the segment, man. You're making me feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad. Oh, okay, I don't. It's just like this should be called useless knowledge. That's what this useless should be called. Useless knowledge? This applies to nowhere in life. Um, this is like when your kids go, hey, how do I learn this math problem? And you're like, oh, in your head, you go, you will never use this problem in real life. That's interesting. But I got to learn it. So you get an A, so that you so you fucking pass this ridiculous uh, uh, system that has been put in place to teach people to follow systems. At no point will ever I have to know the size of hailstones. No, that's on. true. I'm not bitter. Go on. 
<laughs> After China, yeah. the United States is the most populated country. No. Correct. Prohibition was the time when alcohol was banned in the United States. Yes. Bill Gates started his career as a delivery man for IBM. That's meaningless. <laughs> I am going to say false. That is false. He never worked for IBM. He started Microsoft and... All right, the results are in. Uh, you're you're dumb. Okay, I'm you're with dumb. you. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm this with you. Maybe this segment's dead. Maybe we just killed no, this I segment. I think you should do it. I think you should do it for sure. What I if think I have funny. somebody on my podcast that I really love and respect, that I really love and respect? You yeah, know? you should do like, uh, yeah. Easier questions? I, no, 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 no. Just I, go hard I, in the paint. No, no, no. I uh, I definitely should have gotten the 361. I don't know why I thought 180 yeah. was a. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the one I. That thought. That was the one I should have gotten. The, the rest of them, the, I, I who cares? The mix of colors of the rainbow that was a hard one. That was actually hard. No, because you're totally you right. Because you see the Led Zeppelin yeah, poster and it's just like it's boom, Floyd, and you're yeah, like, I okay. So I I ones. would like to try that if I take all the colors. Let's put paint in. No, we paint put, doesn't work because paint is made isn't. Light. That's what I said. It had okay, to be light. So paint, that's where it if gets If you mix weird. all the paint together, that's it becomes it gray weird. or something like that. It becomes some kind of weird grayish. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Well, there it was. That's Sam doing Is You Dumb. I felt I got railroaded. You got railroaded. I feel like you set me up. I set you up. I tried to help you, and you set me up. You tried to help me. You didn't try Such hard a enough. Weirdo. You so, didn't... so far, I've met a guy today. I met Gary Busey, yeah. a dude who's never fucking measured his dick. Yeah. You, you didn't really meet Gary Busey, though, did you? You just said, hey, Gary Busey, and he said, fuck you, Sam Tripoli. You're, so I don't want to take a fucking picture with you. Your dick is five Ask and a half, six questions. inches. Ask All right, here me. we go. We're going to talk. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about your time here working at okay. the comedy store. I would love I didn't to even talk know about. that. Do, do people know that you worked at the comedy store? No, because back when I worked at the comedy store, it wasn't a career like these guys are doing. These guys are here for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, back when I worked here, when I started here, dude. What year? Uh, 70... I'd say 2000. Oh, okay. 2000, which is not that long ago, but well, that's a long, a long time, time ago. a long time ago, yeah, yeah. You know, just think about that. 2000 is back in the day. It's a long time ago. Right? That's crazy. It's going to be nice. So is that, is, was that like your first year of doing comedy, or were you already doing comedy for a few I've years? Already been, I had already been doing comedy about three or four years before that. And how were you... In your own mind, like, where were you at? Were you, like, did you already feel like you were a killer, doing well? I, had you headlined? I had headliner energy. I didn't have the act yet, but I got laughs in where I performed. Meaning I was, a, I, I, I was like, outside of Doug Stanhope, I would probably say I was the greatest bar comic you'll ever see. I mean, people used to call me that. Mark Ellis was like, you're the greatest bar comedian of all. that Because I grew up in bar gigs. Like, I didn't. I went to Montreal before I started playing comedy clubs for real. Really, I'd done two weeks in comedy clubs before I'd ever even got. I didn't even know what fucking. Uh, I didn't even know what. Uh, what Montreal was when I went there. Right, and what did you did you go as new faces? Yeah, or? and I I see I I tapped into something that I own now that I didn't know then. It's kind of like when you ever see like Spider Man realize he can spit. And he's like, oh, yeah. and he's doing it out of control. He doesn't know how to control it. Yeah. Like, listen, dude, I, I know I'm not the greatest comic ever, but I really like my skill set. I'm yeah. very proud of my skill set. I think I'm a crazy person. I mean, I've seen you absolutely destroy. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're not a good comic. You're I could see you just killing yeah, bars if I, if and I, your energy is so raw and you work well with like you work chaos. I, you work best with chaotic audiences. Yes, yeah. I'll, I'll go into places and they'll be drunk crazy and they'll be like, "It's a Tripoli crowd." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, what does that mean?" But I get it, dude. You're like a late night destroyer. You so know? you work well in turbulent waters. I love chaos, and sometimes I think some as this turnover happened at the comedy store. A bunch of these young comics got in. They didn't really understand. And I felt like this really weirdness from these young comics. Now they're all like, oh, it's just Sammy yells at the crowd. Yeah. But I like yelling. So but you started in 2000, 2000. right? Mitzi now, was still hanging out a lot. Did she hire you? Oh, yeah. She hired you? So here's what happened. I uh, I got I had gotten picked up at the comedy store. And uh, I went to Montreal and I bombed. Uh -huh. I bombed. And uh, I came back a dead man walking. 
and the only person who would give me stage time was Mitzi Shore. So she picked me up on – Mitzi Shore had this occasionally – they always say like a broken clock's right twice a day. Mitzi – people never give Mitzi Shore credit for the vision she had. They would always say, oh, broke clock's – Right, right. She was just happened to be in the right place, right yeah. time. And I, I just yeah, don't yeah, agree yeah. with that. All that stuff. I don't agree with so that. So you feel like Mitzi had a specific vision. Well, she decided that there needed to be an Arabic comedy show for Arabics because something big was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And this was one year before 9-11. And she picked up, she picked up the Arabian Nights. And it was uh, Maz Jabrani, Ahmed Ahmed, Aaron Cater, and myself. Now, this is how cool Amaz Jabrani is and how cool Duncan Trussell is. They got a call, I got a call from Duncan. He's like, Sam, I think I can get you in. Uh, she's doing a Middle Eastern Middle Eastern showcase. Are you Middle Eastern? I go, I'm Armenian. He goes, close enough. Right. He goes, he gave me the key to getting passed by her. He goes, by the way, were you working already at the comedy store? No. Now, here's you, the thing. You weren't even working as a door guy? No. Okay. So I You were just sh- hanging out? Were you doing like yeah, spots at Potluck? Do- were you friend you were friends with Duncan? You but I would just draw I like I, if I didn't get on the guests, I wouldn't be I never hung out here. Yeah. I was like running doing spots every because all I heard was like in New York, you they go up five times a night. You gotta go up. I'm like, okay, I gotta go up five times a night. I have to drive around. And it was different back then. Yeah, there were it spots. There were spots. There were to spots. Be had. It yeah. wasn't. There wasn't a consolidation. Yeah. Uh, between these twenty comics that only get spots here now. Yeah. Um. So, so I run around. I run. So around. you weren't. You weren't working at the store. You weren't passed. And so, Duncan just called you up and said, "Mitzi's trying to put together a Middle yeah, Eastern yeah. showcase." I was. Are is, you Middle Eastern? You said yeah. Armenian. He so, said close enough. So. I'd been like I always listen to these comics like they'll showcase twice and they'll cry. Yeah. Like like Ari, uh, Ari Shafir showcased like twenty eight times. Yeah. I showcased five. One of them I got a standing O. That this is a true story. I crushed so hard in this showcase that the comedy store everybody there knew I crushed so hard that they gave they made a new term for me, which was showcase regular, which meant I could showcase for Missy. Anytime I wanted to. Who made that? Mitzi made Princess that? Princess Corey. Wow. They did it be, without she, her approval. She was the talent coordinator. Yes. Okay. And Aaron Care, like all these, especially the women of the comedy store were very supportive of me. They're like, you're so fucking funny. But this is before you worked there. Yes. So how did you, be, how did you uh, get I'm to- I'm getting to it. Okay, okay. So I, I showcase there, and I get told by Duncan that you- to showcase for Mitzi, you got to do three things. You got to do a joke about yourself. I mean, a joke about your ethnic group, your favorite parent, and then your favorite bit. Well, at that time, uh, you know, and I told the story on, uh, on Joey Diaz, but Joey Diaz had told me that he loved my bit about Asians on ecstasy uh-huh. because, uh, you know, they're so smart that their their trip their visuals are much better than ours. They're like fucking HD, fucking Dolby Digital Sound, and ours are like 8-bit, right? So I did it. I got off stage, Mitzi's like, and now here's the thing. When you showcase, you hope that your showcase didn't get hijacked. Right. Like, no one will sit next to Adam now. When Mitzi's right. here, that's all they would do is sit next to Mitzi trying to get a, a moment of time so she would remember them and give them spots. Wow. So, so you, while sometimes while someone was showcasing, there'd be other comics coming to the booth, sitting, sitting next, next to her. her and, and asking her questions, her. And, and she would she wouldn't say stop talking to me. She wouldn't even she just wouldn't even pay attention to you. Oh wow, it was fucking awful. That's brutal. So I showcase, and I'm doing my stand. I look out who sits next to her, Paul Mooney. I'm like fuck. Well, I'm just gonna go rip this crowd, and not give a fuck. Right. So I rip the crowd. I walk down. It turns out Paul Mooney is a fan of mine. Uh huh. At that time, probably doesn't remember me now, but that time, and he goes, "Ooh, Mitzi." This guy's really funny. You got to get him into the club. And that's how I got picked up. Oh, Paul wow. Paul Mooney told So to, Paul Mooney kind of blocked for you. Yeah. Well, he, he sat next yeah, to her he, and he didn't let anybody. Yeah. yeah. So he sat, and I will eternally be thankful to Paul Mooney. And that's when you got passed? So I walk up to her, and I go, Mitzi, thank you so much for the, for the spot. And Mitzi's like, are you Syrian? <laughs> I go, what? Are you Syrian? I go, and I, dude, I say this all the time. I didn't know what Syrian was at the time. Right. I didn't have a clue. Right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? 
I go, fuck that. But in my head, I'm like, I say to her, yeah, I'm totally Syrian, man. <laughs> I'm totally Syrian, dude. And she just was she like, goes, okay. you're in. So what a lot of people don't realize is that, that Jay Davis had a show called Dublin's. And it was so big. That the comedy club, what the, what the comedy store is doing right now to all the other comedy clubs, Jay Davis's show was doing at that time, where it was pulling. Was it weekly or? It was once a week, Tuesday at Dublin's, and it would pull all the crowd. Wow. The clubs would be dead on Tuesday, and they were, they were fucking freaking out. So they would always offer Jay his own night. Well, Mitzi gave Jay Davis a night in the main room. It was called Rock and Roll Thursdays with Jay Davis or something along the lines of that. <coughs> She goes, okay, Jay Davis is doing a show on Thursday. I want you to go up. Okay, and we'll see what you got. So I go there. It's Thursday night. I'm showcasing. Aaron Cater showcasing. Ahmed Ahmed showcasing. And Maz has already been picked up. Maz and Sebastian have been picked up for a year at this point. <coughs> she, this is how cool Maz is. It's, we all go up, we kill. Maz is supposed to go next. But he hides so they can't find him. So Brett Ernst gets to go up. And Brett Ernst, Maz Jabrani, I mean, Brett Ernst, Aaron Cater, Metaman, and myself all become regulars that night. Wait, so Brett wasn't even supposed to go up? <laughs> Was he working at the store at the time? Nope. No. So he didn't get, have to become a door guy. Just me and Aaron had to become door guy. So wait, you got passed and yeah. then you had to become a door guy? So she goes, so I get a call the next day. Mitzi loves you. She thinks you're great. You are, you're a regular, but you have to work the door. And I go, oh, okay, fuck. And the reason it sucked for a couple reasons was I was valeting at 7 in the morning over here at the Standard Hotel. Right. And on top of that, Eddie Griffin was doing three-hour sets. Right. So you might not get home till 3 in the morning. So this is 2000? Yeah. And so it's interesting because now it's like the door guys – are basically working the door to get a shot at getting passed. And then they get passed and they're they're out. And back when you got passed, it was like I was very rare. You you have to work the door. Well, she didn't make everybody. She made me and Aaron Cater work the door for a short time. But she made people work the door, but it was before they got passed, right? Is that how it kind of worked? A little worked? bit of both. Sometimes bit of both. regulars had to work the door. Tell me more about that kind of like door guy thing that happens at the comedy I store. Is it? Is used it? Used to love it. Is there rhyme or reason to like how it works or who gets hired? No, or? I mean like Adam's different than Tommy. No, Tommy's but when, different but, than but the original vision of it. What what do you see? Uh, it was, where did it, it start? It was a couple things like, uh, it was an attempt to get you to study the greats and humble you, humble you. So you're like, you know, you, you're getting, get kicked in the dirt a little bit and uh slave labor, you right. know, because at the time I got picked up, we were getting $25 a night. <laughs> and was, like you said, if, if, if someone decides to go late, yeah. You're staying late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Wild West Yeah. back then. 100%. No security guards, right? There was no security guards back in the day? No, not like it is now. Not like now. We were the guys. But So who – and was there – and there was a, but there was a talent coordinator. Yes, and when Princess still, Corey – Still general manager. Duncan. Like Mitzi, Mitzi wouldn't stay till like 4 in the no, morning. No, no, no. She'd come in very slow. And when she came in, everybody was on their toes. Crazy. Yeah, it was great. I used to love to sit the store, the crowd – and then just go up and wail. And I was such an asshole back then because I used to love to see if anyone could follow me. It was such a shitty mentality. You were just all about just blowing up the spot. I loved going there and sh I do shred. And what was your job when you were door guy? What Sit people. In the in the OR? In the OR. And you would and you would get spots? Yeah. So it's like you're working and then you just go up Late, yeah. late night spot? No, it wasn't even late night. She would have me up at like 11, 10, 45, 11. Huh. And I would go up with my shirt on and yeah. just wail. They're all like, oh, that's the guy who seat seated me. I loved it. And who was working the door? A lot of door guys. like Bobby Lee, I think, had just stopped. Jeff Richards had just stopped. You know, was Barris uh, still a door guy? No. No, Barris he, was way He back. was way early. Dude, I mean, Barris is like a. Barris is the albino black that don't crack, dude. Yeah. That guy's been here. He's seen it all. Wow. You know? It's a black. He was telling me that he worked in the hotel. They had a hotel? Yeah. 
I think in Brentwood. Well, she, yeah, well, that's where the Brentwood Comedy Store was. You was the really, Brentwood Comedy Store open when you no, started? That no, was that was way me. before you. And uh, at the t- you know, I mean, the Shores are amazing people. They own most of the land of PB. Yeah. Pacific Beach. Right. Very smart investors, man. Yeah. I mean, it's been going on for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And so that's interesting. So when you started working here, you were already a paid regular. So what did you were just waiting for Mitzi to give you the okay to not have to work here anymore? Like, what no, was the this, deal? This, they basically told me, quit. You're a shitty employee. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. How long did you work as a door guy six for? Six months. Oh, six months. That's it. Yeah, but that's how it was back then. Right. You didn't, you know, the thing wasn't to be here all the time. Right. Unless you were like shady as shit, you know, and running some grift or some shit like right. that, you know? But most of us, like, there was, I forget what his name was back in the day. He was here for like 20 years. But the other ones were like, get in, get, you know, it was get in, get out. Yeah. Like, cause, you know, it's like for me, it's like you can't learn comedy watching it. Yeah, you could learn. I mean, it's good to lessons, yeah, it's good to watch it. But comedy but is the only art you have to do in front of an audience. It. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, it, no other art. So I mean, so Mitzi, so her vision was to like you. You eventually move on. Yeah, but you pay the pro, you pay a due. Yeah, to go up, she'd be nice. And the Mitzi was the most. I mean, dude, in my new special that's about to drop in a couple weeks. Humble brag. I thank her. She like, I was dead man walking in this town. She was, and like, who knows where my career is right now? All my friends are millionaires, and I'm doing my grind. You well, know? I consider us friends, and I can tell you, I'm not a millionaire. Okay, you are probably one of my only friends that isn't a millionaire. Well, that's great. So I'm sorry. So we're both fucking. Yeah, doing the we're best both we down can. in this goddamn basement. Hey, dude, as your executive producer, I'm telling you, good things are coming. Buddy. I hear you. Let's hope that this episode gets 100 listens. I'll get it 100. Listens. Yes. I promise you. Huge. That. So, I mean, it's an interesting conversation for sure. I mean, no, it's for sure, man. It's a lot of fun. But who was who was when you were a door guy for the six months? I mean, that's not very long, dude. This is how long ago I was doing it. When I was door guy, I would watch Sebastian come from his waiting job yeah. where he was waiting tables, come to run and do his time, to do his time and then run back to his fucking. His waiting job. And he was already a paid regular, right? Yes, he got picked up a year before me. But he was still waiting tables. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's wild. And then you told me Bobby Lee had just ended being a door guy. Yep, and Bobby Lee did it too. He ended that. Uh, who else was there? Freddie Soto used to be Who one. were some of the big comics when you were Well, here's an when interesting you were door thing. Guy. Like I, My time is ex- the opposite. Of what's going on right now. Right. So it was a low a low point. It was a low point. Right. Because she kept a lot of in the comics around for too long. Mm-hmm. The ones that weren't very good. I see. But she was loyal to them because they were with her through the fucking shit. Yeah. So at one point, right when she around, she picked up the Arabian Nights. She decided to gut it. Just get rid of everybody. Mm-hmm. There was so It was a fucking bloodbath, which meant the whole entire... Lineup was open. So me, Ahmed, Aaron Cater, Maz Jabrani, we would get four or five spots a week in the fucking OR back when it was like you'd have to file monsters, dude. So for the first like month. Like who? Like who? who dude, I, when I tell who you this. Who are the monsters? When I tell you this, this is the 100% true. For the first two years, I was at the comedy store. I was either following Andrew Dice Clay Joe Rogan or Eddie Griffin. <laughs> wow. Dice would bump me every night for a year. Wow. For a year. For a year. And that's not an exaggeration. Wow. He would bump me all the fucking time. Wow. And it's just like baptism by fire. Yeah. So you're saying he wasn't on the lineup. He would come in. Yeah. Just be like, I'm going now. And then and then your spot's right after. He, listen, me and Dice are cool. I'm, he's one of my of favorites of all time. But there was a time where guys would get off on bumping people. Right, right, and like right. like what they would do is they bump so much people would get over it that they would just start giving them two, three spots in the middle of the lineup and they would stop showing up. Yeah. Because they didn't get the thrill of bumping people. Right, right, right. I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, I got to – it's like such a, an amazing time 
in the comedy store history right now that it's like the guys at the top all seem pretty fucking cool to other comics. Well, uh, running the light and bumping is not. It's just not a thing. Right yeah, yeah, and and that's from the guys at the top. You know, if the guys at the top, if if, if Rogan, mean, if Kevin Rogan was Hart like, could I come in and do an hour, but but he if wouldn't he did but that he, every week. He people wouldn't go do it. Nuts. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. He he's never. I don't. I mean, and like you can see, like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, they go up in the middle of the fucking night. Think about this. Chappelle man. goes up at like two in the morning. There are that's people fucking nuts. Who. Carlson C doesn't even come here anymore. Yeah. Just because he's not allowed to just pop in. So does he still perform? Oh, yeah. That's wild. I don't even know if he's like still out there performing. Does yeah. he live in L.A.? I don't know. I think he does, yeah. So where does he perform? He just does the road the whole time. He just does the road. He does his own shows. Yeah, man. And then he good. never comes to the comedy store. Nope. When was the last time you saw him? At the, was, he at the, was he at the comedy store a oh, lot yeah, when, you, when you were there? Yeah, and there was all this hatred, and he was just like... Where was... What What year was the whole, like, uh, you know, Rogan... Was that 10 years ago now? It's, it's been a while. So you were already, like, deep in the... Yeah, and I was out of town when it happened. I was so upset. Oh, you weren't even here to experience it? No, let me get back to door guy stuff. Please. Door guys, it was so much fun because I was young. I was just having a great time. And, dude, I was just... Banging chicks all the time in the comedy store, all, dude. I fucked all over this place. Now tell dude. me a little bit about that because I think the average person. I mean, this is a fucking interesting building because it's huge. There's three. There's, there's three main major rooms. rooms. Then there's the bar and the office area, and then there's a what used to be Vicky's videotape room. Right. That's the VIP bar now. Yeah. So when this club. So like, wait. Let's let's describe it because people probably have never been here. Yeah. It's a, it's literally. Just like a massive club, yeah. And you can walk around the back. Yes. If you're a comic, you walk around the back, and right. there's a parking lot right. where where the paid regulars all can park their car, and then you walk through the back hallway, which can take you into the the back of the OR, and it can take you lead you all the way down to the main room, which is also on the left hand side, or you can go up the stairs to the right, which is the belly room. So those are the three rooms. But then there's a back bar that no one, that only paid regulars can go back into. Yeah. And there's which a back. Was they wanted that because Rogan and all these famous people were just getting mobbed by right. people. And that's new. They, that's like two years old. Because well, even when, No, it's about three years. Well, yeah, three but years old. But what makes me laugh is they don't realize that famous people love getting mobbed. Yeah. They love they, that. That's but why. they like getting mobbed in a controlled way, yeah, right? But, they like getting mobbed by people that are like allowed to go in the VIP bar. No, they like to, to walk filter. around and have young girls. like, to, oh, oh yeah. my God. They love it. So it never took off. The way they thought that room was going to It's not take as it. bumping as, as, it, as it normally is. It just never think. took I never, off. I've only been back there one the time. The only time it was j jumping was when Dave Chappelle turns it into a block party. Yeah. You know, and then it's jumping. Everyone's smoking weed, drinking back there. Yeah. So that used to be a videotape office. Like that used a, to be all that used the videotape like, rooms. That used to be video. So you banged in that room? Oh, yeah. I banged in that room. I banged... Um, I banged in, uh, I banged everywhere. You banged in Mitzi's office? I banged, dude, when I tell you I banged everywhere, I banged everywhere. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Say it. I banged in Mitzi's office. Uh, oh, I'm I trying to get you in trouble. I banged all the way up there a long time ago, yeah. I heard that there's a, um, I heard that there's like a secret tunnel from her office into the belly room. Yeah. Oh, you, dude, there's also, dude, I banged in fucking... Uh, Dan the Sound Man's booth up there. Oh, you did? Oh, that's the best. In the main room? When you're banging a chicken. Everyone's like, <laughs> what is... Wait, you're oh, during a show? Oh, dude, I banged in the OR during a Carlos Mencia set. <laughs> this is great. There were two chicks from Louisiana, which I'm pretty sure were escorts, but they would never admit it. And this one just would let me bang her all the time. And she... I'm like, hey, I've never... Oh, hey, dude, let's fuck while he's on stage. She's like... Okay, I like Carlos Mencia. Oh my so we god! So in the back, and there's this little area where there's there's this like just drapes, right? Oh, there's drapes. Curtains. Not anymore. Curtains. Oh, it's in, you'll see it. It's where the waitresses always do their shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I pull and I just fucking bang. In shit. that little, in that little. Okay, so you weren't actually in the room. That's you were... the OR, dude. Stop ruining <laughs> my you fucking contrarian. <laughs> it's like saying you fucked in the in the booth, but you fucked in the little waitress booth. But what they weren't coming back in there. You didn't care. You didn't care. Was Eleanor the waitress at the time? They were all the waitresses. Was Eleanor? Eleanor walked in on me fucking some chick in the, in the middle of, between, like, when you do the back to go to the green room, to the, go to the back green room of the main room where you walk kind yeah, of to the yeah, 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 yeah. 
There's lots of weird little hallways. I loved it, dude. Wait, now so Eric let's... came and locked everything up. He's ruined Fuck Palace. <laughs> Not, yeah, kind of. It's a little bit tougher. I, I mean, I, I roam around, but uh, so the main room holds 450 people. There's um, there's a back there's a backstage area. It's like a hallway with like a makeup room, and then there's a separate room behind the stage that's like a small little living room with a bathroom back there yeah. and it's great there's like a there's like a glass piano that everyone's blasted coke on you can definitely tell all the cuts yeah it's just like obviously nothing has changed i'm pretty sure those benches are the same from the 70s everything looks very 70s back there and I love it. It's awesome. If yeah. If they ever get rid of that table, I want to buy it. I'll yeah, take it. definitely. That table I'll would fly on it. eBay for sure. There's I'll been so much it. Richard Pryor Coke on that table. I love it, dude. I would just hang out by the bathroom and just watch <laughs> girls. When I had my shirt on, I'd hang out there and just watch girls walk by. And it was just the best time here. And, like, listen, financially, this is a wonderful time at the comedy store. Right. But if you talk to anybody, who was here during the dark days, they will tell you they miss that so much. Yeah, it was because a little bit wilder family, for yeah. It was fun. It was it, the room the inmates ran the asylum. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't get the amount of spots I used to and you know what? I'm okay with it cuz I got like 18 years of fucking spots, 20, you know, nine, 17 years of spots. It's in my blood. Yeah. So it's like now I'm like kind of the weird guy who's like I was at the store too long. Now I gotta go on the fucking road and try to muster up a, a, a following, which I'm doing now. But it's like work, dude. You know, yeah. it's like work. And uh, but I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. And I mi I, I will always, no matter how, if I never get a spot here again, I will have comedy store beating in my blood. Yeah. Because I got the education. I was. There's only two people in the history of this comedy club that she made their first paid regular spot a, a main room spot. And that's me and Roseanne Barr. Wow. And due to my partying and all that shit while my friends were working, I was doing coke out of girls' butts, and I, that's who I was. But I, I, I still work really hard because I, I owe it to Mitzi Shore, in my opinion, to live up to her her stand, her belief Expectations in Expectations yes. of you. Her expectations. And I will always be, if I don't reach it, which will be, I will always feel that I blew it. Just. She believed in you. Yes. I mean, I used to fuck up and she'd fucking ban me for two days and bring me back and teach me a lesson. She banned you? Oh, yeah. I Tell was me about so that. drunk. Tell me about that. Dude, on New Year's Eve, I walked out so shit-faced. You were working? Oh, yeah. I was in the main room just after fucking, <laughs> just after New Year's. I was in the main room and I was so drunk, I walked 300 people. No way. Yeah, I was so shit-faced. <laughs> You walked 300 people. Yeah, yeah. And then what? She banned you? Uh, she banned you for a, a comedy set? Two days. She banned you because of a comedy set? Because I was so drunk on New Year's and I fucking Oh, my God. That's everybody. so funny. Yeah, I So you just it. couldn't even go? You couldn't go hang out? No, you were just straight I just banned. The weekend, I had to go away for the weekend. I That's couldn't go so funny. Did she ban you any other times? No. Nope. That was it? The closest I ever got to... Uh, the close I ever got to getting BAM was um, I set up a uh, blowjob competition in the OR. I didn't set up. Actually, Don did. And I walked away slowly. And I was like, oh, this might get shady. And I walked away. And one of the waitresses who no longer works there snitched on us. But it was a real fucking thing. So this is one of Don's late night sets? It was the, one of the most amazing things I've ever watched. And it so, was so, so outlaw. Don Barris. Okay. Tell so, me the tell me the whole story. This so sounds hilarious. I do, a, I do. I did. I used to do a naughty show. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And this, in the main room. Yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, I saw this porn star there, and, and I'm talking. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a porn star." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I do the naughty show." She still does porn. It's amazing. I see. Her. I'm like, "You're." I literally go, "You're still alive." I'm so happy. That's crazy. So, um, she she goes, "Yeah, I'm a porn star," and it was the funniest thing. She goes. I'm not a big name, more like a C-list porn star, you know? I'm not like a big one. I'm like, I respect that, <laughs> you know? So, so I'm talking to her, and I, at the meanwhile, time, like, the, Tony Hinchcliffe. Meanwhile, hold that story for a second, because she's doing a podcast somewhere with her other C-class uh, porn star friend, talking about all her friends are millionaire porn stars, yeah. and what does she got to do? She's got to grind. If she, she's like, if I don't make it big, I'm letting down Ron Jeremy. He believes in me. Okay, anyway. So... 
So he, um, so Tony I'm Hinchcliffe. To her, it's like Tony Hinchcliffe's just a kid. Tony was a door. He's guy a door too. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe's just a kid. He's working. He's working in this in this story. He's I a mean, door they guy. They were just hanging out. I don't know if they were okay. Going. Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Benji, just yeah. just hanging out, young kids. Matt Egger was there, and I just see. Like, I see this girl. She's super young. I'm like, I'm going to hook these guys up. I'm like, hey, Sonny, these are my friends, blah, 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 blah. So I walk away because I'm kind of like, not, I'm like, whatever. I walk away, and I look, and they're all gone, and it's just one dude talking to her. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I go, hey, bro. I go, what are you doing? I'm like, who's this guy, Sonny? Oh, this is a famous porn producer. He's got a really big dick. I go, oh, you think he's great? I look at Dan Madonis over there. He's hanging out with chick. I go, this motherfucker's got the biggest dick you've ever seen. She goes, bullshit. And I look, she puts his hand, Sonny puts his hand down this guy's thing and just starts struggling. Oh, he's got a way bigger dick. I go, oh, let's have a big dick contest. I started laughing, right? Yeah. So I look over and the chick that Dan Madonna said, she reaches her hand down, starts jerking him off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, right? Then I look up at the window at the OR. Don Barris is like, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. I go, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, okay, everybody inside. Let's go. So all, everybody goes in. You're, right? on the, the, uh, this, on the this, you're on the patio, the front patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a window from yeah, the from yeah, the OR yeah, stage you yeah, can look out. Yeah. And Don looked out the window. Yeah. And How many like, people were in the audience at the time? Not that many. So right. it's like 2 in the morning. It's like a really late night one. Don Barris so is closing in, out the comedy store. And they, doing something. I don't know if you ever watched Bar- Barris of Kenny Overdrive. Okay. Yeah. It, this is at the height of, course of I have. Barris Kenny Overdrive. Yeah. The height. The height of it. Yeah. So Barris... Barris comes up. What's going on? I go, hey, dude, this chick's a porn star, right? Yeah. And uh, this guy came in and tried to steal this chick from fucking the comics. I wouldn't have it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And now, so now we're having the big dick competition. And I, she goes, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we'll see who has a bigger dick. I go, hey, Sonny, will you do, will you do to that these guys? What you were doing out there? She goes, I'll do even better. I'll suck both of their dicks, and I'll find out which one's bigger. Well, the guy that she was jerking off, which is a comic now, I forget his name, he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. Ari just runs up. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Ari? Ari runs on stage. Ari, was was he a door guy at the time? No, he was. He, he was he had been already passed. paid. So already they paid pulled down his pants. Right? Ari. They all pulled down their pants. And, and and then I start walking. <laughs> you slowly dude. start drifting I'm away. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> This got too real, too. Wait, fast. I missed this. Were you? Are you working at the door? Are you a door guy at the no, time? I was no. Just oh, okay, you're saying, but but, but they can ban anybody. Oh, they obviously, can ban yeah, they can ban I'm anybody. This is the closest. This is the closest you've second, come. Yeah. I got it. Ari's pants are down. Ari's pants are down. She's and sucking two dicks at once. She gets buck naked, and Barris is singing Barris Candy over the <laughs> Which, by the way, for the listeners who don't know, Don Barris. I mean, Don Barris. Star of Windy City Heat, one of the greatest comedy movies of all time, I believe. That is such a fucking funny movie. He, um, anyway, he closes out the 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 comedy store every night, and it's just late night gong show debauchery. And he was he does a band, he has a band, and um, they they jam out at the end. And obviously, they were jamming out while this porn star was. I mean, it's madness, right? How can you describe it's Don to people? Chaos. And that's what also, this is what makes the comedy store so fucking cool. You know what I mean? What other comedy club Here's has anything close thing. to what Don Barris does every single fucking night in the comedy she store? She fucking blows them, gets out the ruler, does their fucking how much, how much, how much. Ari wins. What? Yes. My Ari man wins. with the big Jew dick. I so love it. Now, so now. The next day, calls are going around. It's management. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? I don't know why, but I wasn't included in it. Don, Dan Madonis gets banned for two. He's the only one. Wait, he gets banned? Yeah, for losing the big dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it was Dan versus Ari? Yeah. I thought you said it was the porn producer guy. No, they kicked him out. He wasn't really a porn producer. She was just making it up. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, he was a regular Joe, and yeah. they were like, get the fuck out of here. You're, you're not a part of this. Yeah. And then, it, so then it, No, he freaked out. He freaked out on stage. He didn't want to be in the big Oh, he company. was the guy that didn't want to be in it. Yeah. Okay, so he lost it. Yeah. And Dan and Ari were they like, 
we're fine. We'll get on stage. Yeah. That's so funny. And then Dan got banned yeah. for losing the Big Dick contest. Yeah. So Ari didn't get in trouble? Nope. That's so fucking hilarious. It is. That can't be legal, by the way, right? I'm I sure mean, it's not. Uh, we're, we're, we're snitching. We're no, snitching. Dude, this is like 10 years ago. I know. It's just funny. Nobody cares. No one cares. It probably was not the worst thing. Didn't some chick sit on your face? Here? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is at a, another game. That was at a different show? Yeah. What was the craziest thing that happened to you in the comedy probably store? Probably that. Oh, that, the comedy store? Yeah. Uh, or tell that story. I mean, that was a crazy thing, but I'm, I, I mean, it's kind of... I mean, fucking in the sound booth. Yeah, that's awesome. The sound booth, because people probably Eating don't know, butts. the sound booth is like this, it, it hangs from the ceiling. It's it's basically like you climb these stairs in the back of the room, in the side of the side back of the room, and you go up into this little attic, and then you crawl through this little space, like a little attic. You, you duck down like being John Malkovich, and then next thing you know, you're in this little cockpit. Yeah. Like it's like you're hanging from the ceiling in like yeah. a little, it's like a little fort. Yes. Yes. Who was the sound guy? Danny was the sound guy? Yeah. No, at the time, I don't know. Danny and I didn't like each other at first. Now we love each other. Right. At first we didn't like, because I was a cocky, full of shit, piece of shit. And then there was this guy who ran the door who, like, now I think back, like, why did I put up with that fucking dude shit? Oh, yeah. People were different back then, right? I don't there was know a why lot of... I put up with this guy's shit. If I saw him right now, him and I would have major fucking problems. Right. Yeah. But, but whoever was running the sound wasn't in the booth? They just left? Yeah. Well, dude, they didn't lock everything back then. Oh, this was after the show ended? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. It was just open, and everyone would fuck everywhere. Everyone would just fuck. It was great, That's dude. hilarious. It was and a blessing. So at the end of the night, management would just leave, and door guys yeah. would just be there to, yeah. like, just take care of yourself. The managers didn't care. They'd smoke weed. They'd be off. Dude, managers would get fired left and right for not being, not paying not attention. Not being managers. Yeah, and then there was one gay manager who tried to bring all these gay boys in the, and that's why you got male uh, waiters now, which is cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But forever it was just chicks. One one thing that was said, there were women who were a big part of this place that they just had a turnover. Yeah. And which sucked because they were such a big part of the family. Some but of the some why. of the waitresses. You're yeah, they were about. part of the family, but. I just think if you're here, you here's the thing I learned about the comedy store. You always have to go away. Yeah. You can't be here forever. You mm -hmm. got to go away and maybe come back. Right. This is young man's. And that's why I'm kind of in my place where I'm like, ah, you yeah. know, man, I want to start doing the road more. I'm the only old guy who wants to get on the road. Everybody else is like, I got to get off the road. But, I, you know, I'm just, I love doing I mean, you obviously do well on the road because it's, the road is chaos. I love Right, the road. Stand up. The road I is love just. It. The road is is like chaotic shows. You don't know what you're gonna get. Today, how much I love doing stand up. I love it. I'm like 23, 24, 25 years in. Yeah. And I, I actually, I'm 23 years in. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing experience. And I mean, shit, I'm doing. I'm right nine now. years in, and I I'm like so I love it more than anything in life. Like if you could cut, if you were like, I'll cut your foot off, but you'll get stand up spots. Every fucking night for the next 10 years, and then you're on your own, you got to kind of just do whatever. I'd be like, cut that, do it. Give me a stump. I respect that. Give dude. me a stump. I'll do it. I would I do that. I respect that, dude. A foot is great, but I'm not playing soccer. I'll, I'll stump. Dude, I, I spot you every get a night. a robot foot. A spot every single night is that's when I when I went to Edinburgh a couple years ago and did five or six spots for a month every night it, like it was unbelievable. Everybody was like when I when I finished everyone was like wow you look so happy and I and like I love gigging dude and so many other comics at the end were like I'm gonna sleep for years I'm so tired I'm done I'm like bro I'm just getting started I could literally do this for a year two years straight see you know what, dude? no problem I just I I. I Listen, you and I, we're very good friends. We both love each other very much. We both are very passionate. I, I wish that you could get excited about podcasting and video stuff the way you get excited about stand-up. Because yeah, I feel maybe. like if you see it as an extension of that, yeah. you'll you'll run with it more. Like for me, dude, like today I was running. I go, you know what? Maybe I'm just a professional ranter. Maybe mm -hmm. I just like I didn't want to put out my thing YouTuber. I don't like that, but yeah. I like Ranter because yeah. next next not this Friday not not next Friday because I go to Philly. But after that, I'm gonna start like 
You know how everybody's doing that thing where they just do the most ridiculous stories from around the web? Yeah. I'm just going to do that where I just my friend's going to shoot me and I'm just going to rant on topics. Cut it up. Not bad. It, I love doing I love talking. Because mm-hmm. I remember going, man, all I want to do is talk. Like, I really want – like, I would love to have done Chelsea lately. She hated me. I deserved it. But she hated me. Mm-hmm. So I never got on the show. So I never got into that talking head right. like thing that at I, midnight that that whole like panel show. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Not even I didn't even care for at midnight. Right, Dana but I'm just me on it so bad. no, but I'm just I saying just it's like talk. yeah, you just want to talk. Yeah, I mean I, I'm into it. I I mean I love I love I like being on other people's podcasts. It's interesting. Like I want to get more into podcasting. I and love it. Should I change the name of my podcast? It didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. So now I'm I'm kind of stuck with this name that I don't really like. I don't I know that it doesn't really matter, but should I change the name of my podcast? Should I try to make it a name that I like or or does it not matter? Motherfucking David Deary? Solves, solves, what's it? It's it. No, now it's just called MF Problems. I just like shortened it. Hey, tell them it. to shut up. Go tell them to no, shut up. No, they can't hear. People in our, on our podcast can't hear us. Okay. Can't hear it. It doesn't. Um, sorry, if he, there's people care. here twitching. And if it was me, I'd go fucking. I nuts. know, but they. I. I. I decided to like. Uh, there's people in the, right outside the studio, and they're playing video games, and they're screaming to, to tens of people. Yeah, to like n- not many people on Twitch, but but the thing is, you, the podcast listener, you can't hear it. But we can, and so it drives us kind of crazy. But I decided to take the high road and just be like, I'm not like powerful enough here to complain. But if if I was running a studio in the huge in the biggest comedy club, I would focus on the studio and just make make the studio really great. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna tell you this. Please tell me this. Uh, We're talking about the name of my podcast, but tell me this also. I I like I listen, dude. My whole thing is this: when you there's two ways your podcast can blow up. Mm-hmm. Three ways. Three ways. Uh, somebody anoints you. Mm-hmm. Somebody famous tells everybody, listen to this podcast. Right. And you have a good pos- ca- podcast, you get their listeners. Yeah. Two, um, you have a topic that people are very interested. Great that's, example. That's time good. Suck, yeah, right? that's good. Yeah. Or three, you're a name. Yeah. Okay. So I need one. You need to figure out which one of those you are. I'm one. I need someone to anoint me. Yes. Or I could, I could, I mean, I don't have a topic now because, you know, my, my biggest podcast inspiration in terms of like where I see myself is probably Ari's podcast. It's, it's unique to each individual person. It's, um, but Ari's the famous person. No, I, I get that. But he wasn't when he started, well, he but was I'm saying because he was on Rogan all the time in terms of, um, in, well, I'm on Rogan all the time too. He just never, he doesn't put them out. He he decides every time I'm on there. I get that. He's like, damn, dude, it's just not. This is not three hours of intriguing. I get that conversation. I get that. It always happens to me. He always tells me. He says, he says, hey, dearie, listen, I do tw- 25 podcasts a week, and I can only put five of them out. So. You know, get a little fucking more interesting. You know, yeah. I got I got Neil deGrasse Tyson. I got I got the Pope Mike the Tyson. Pope. I've got Tyson Chicken. I got all kinds of Tysons. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's what you should talk about. All the different Tysons. Dude, I met Mike Tyson. That was I crazy. I met Mike Tyson too. He's great. He's amazing. I like. I met him in the craziest way. It was two. It was one thirty. Small things. Jordan, Jackson, Tyson. That's how big he fucking Oh, my was. God. He's massive. Yeah. He could he could have been president just as easily as Donald Trump. He's as big. He's as famous. He, he was huge in China, dude. he go to China, people. Everywhere. Dude, they loved him in Russia. Holy shit. They, Everybody. I mean, did. boxing is huge. Well, I met him. I met him, ironically enough, in Trump Tower. Okay. My friend had a room there. Yeah. It was 1.30 in the morning, and I know that because we were in New oh, York. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard this story, and it's great. We were at a bar. And uh, my friend said, hey, let's go to the strip club for the last drink. But first, let's go to my room and smoke some weed. So we go to his room. He's in Trump Tower. We get on the elevator. I am so fucking drunk. Mike Tyson gets on the elevator. I think Mike Tyson's Cool Keith. I thought he was the rapper Cool Keith because Mike Tyson is actually shorter than I am. And he had a jacket on. Dude. And this massive chain. He had like a gigantic Just think of how big chain. heavyweights are. And that guy... Was the greatest it's nuts. at that time. Like he, I like in the elevator with the jacket on and like the chain. I, I, if you said, like, I probably thought I probably would have told you. 
that I could have beat beaten his ass like one out of like twenty times. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying. No. Because he looks he looks kind of small. Right. But I I was I was. Did you hear black, about I was, him in prison? I was super drunk. He just was knocking people out. I like bet. the first time he got there. I bet. Just to teach everybody lessons. That's what I asked him actually. So anyway, he gets on the elevator and my friend recognizes who he is and says, "Hey." And Mike Tyson's smoking a blunt. Gets on the elevator. He's smoking a blunt. And uh, my friend says, hey, if you want to smoke some really fucking crazy good weed, come to my room. It's like whatever, 675 or whatever room number it was, right? So Mike Tyson's like, yeah, cool, try this. So my friend smokes the blunt. Mike Tyson gets off the elevator. And as soon as the elevator doors close, there's a voice on the elevator that's like, no smoking on the elevator. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. So Mike Tyson can do it. Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson can smoke on the elevator, but yeah. as soon as he gets off the elevator, no yeah, smoking. Yeah, yeah, So we go back to the room. Five minutes. We're there five minutes. There's a knock at the door. My girlfriend, it's me and my girlfriend and my friend. She looks out the window, uh, out, the do- out the little thing in the thing. She's like, it's Mike Tyson and two guys. And my buddy's like, fucking let him in. So Mike Tyson comes in. We smoke a bunch of weed. My friend orders a bottle of champagne. He's like, yo, fuck the strip club. We're hanging out with Mike fucking Tyson. And then we just kicked it with Mike Tyson. It was crazy. Mike Tyson was like making toasts and like drinking and smoking. And obviously, like there was two dudes with him that just didn't say a fucking word. And after like five minutes, I was like, oh my God, Mike Tyson's like fucking high as fuck on Coke. These are his Coke guys. They just sit there and sell him Coke. And he doesn't want to hold the Coke. So he just has them there. Like, you guys hold the Coke. And, and, they smoked a bunch of weed and I asked Mike Tyson I was like do people try to fight you and he's like every fucking minute of the day people try to fight me I go to a bar people try to fight me I go to a restaurant people try to fight me and I'm like damn that's crazy and then I was like so are you gonna be boxing anytime soon and he's like yeah next year like eight months from now I'm fighting Lennox Lewis and I was like wow that's crazy and I remember when the Lennox Lewis fight happened Remember, he was like, that's when he got the face tattoo. Yeah. This, is be- this is right before the face tattoo I met him, right before. He's fucking coked out of his mind at 2 o'clock in the morning, smoking weed and drinking champagne in a room with me. Black guys don't do good on coke, bro. Dude. it's Dude, it's that white man drug, dog. Yeah. it's Anyway, boxers don't do good on coke. That's for damn sure. Nobody really does good on coke. I should have put every single No, fucking- doesn't do good on coke? Gary fucking Busey, <laughs> that motherfucker. Uh, I mean, maybe if you had some coke, he'd take a picture probably, with you. Who he looks, knows? He constantly looks like he's gacked out. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's probably done his share. What are we up to, dude? Because I got, I got, yeah, we're close. You got a spot? Well, I got my spot in a few, but then the punch drunk's coming down to do a spot. Oh, they right are right after this. You want to join us? They are. Fuck yeah, yeah. I join we'll do you. it. We'll do it. We'll That's do great. It. So there you go. Well, anyway, I think that's end, an hour. To end, it is to end. But to end the story, I should have put all my money on Mike on uh, on Lennox Lewis. Oh, for sure. That night. But, for sure. But this is how fucking. This is how hum, hum, humans work. I was so like emotionally attached. emotionally attached that when I watched that fight, I was literally telling everyone, "Dude, Tyson's gonna fuck this dude up. Watch, watch." People don't realize how great Lennox Lewis was because he was he training. Just, no, but he was just <laughs> not following Coke. Mike Tyson, which was this giant train wreck at fireworks, and he was just he was just controlled. And it, his style wasn't necessarily super exciting, but he he fucked the Klitschko's up. Yeah, like, I mean, not, not so taking any, not taking anything away from Lennox Lewis. No, Lennox Lewis, I'm saying, was one of the greatest heavyweights yeah, ever. Yeah, he, he he was a great fighter for sure. Yeah, but he didn't he did not catch Tyson. On any competitive but level. But even if Ty- he was around when Tyson was killing everybody, it would've he been would a- fuck Tyson up. I don't know about Ty- that. Dude, the guy was so much bigger. Tyson just came around when he was like, they were a little small. Dude, Lance Lewis starts bringing in where you start seeing the six foot seven, six foot eight heavyweights that we yeah. have now. Well, I mean, it wasn't even a fucking fight yeah. then because Mike Tyson he wouldn't even dropped weight and dropped. My, my, Mike Tyson wouldn't even train in Hawaii because they didn't have a strip club there. <laughs> so, so you know. I wish I'd. St- I wish it. Hey, dude, I love you. I love you too. Let's uh, let's let's wrap it up. I'll have you back uh, on your executively produced podcast soon. Uh, 
thanks for joining us. Where, where, where can they reach you? At Sam Tripoli? Yeah, everywhere. T-R-I-P-O-L-I. Check out the, the Chips Let's go over 100. Podcast. Let's get 100 views. 100 views on this, and I will... Uh, nah, I don't know about that, but I'll I'll do, I'll do a big dick contest against you any day of the week. I think I got you. All right. Peace. Help me. Help me. Help me, 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 help me,